0: Support the podcast by buying a copy of The Force of Destiny by Eric Kent Edstrom. Available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, and Apple eBooks. Also available in paperback. Chapter 23. Like Liquid Fire Wake up, I said. Wake up! A strong hand shook Kyla's shoulder. She pried her eyes open and found Hannah standing over her, Black hair curtaining the sides of her face like an oily hood, sensual thighs stood behind her, hands clasped beneath her bosom. Her circular mouth made her look like she was trying to swallow a slug. Gray light streamed through the window; the curtain had been pulled back, revealing a slate sky. Rain pelted the ground, raising a constant hissing sound, a harbinger of the fell storm to come. How do you mask your spark? Sensual Thine demanded. Kyla rubbed her eyes, partly to clear the gunk from them, but also to hide her face. She was too bleary-headed to take control of her features at that moment. She realized Jeanne's plan to leave before Dawn had gone wrong. I don't know what, Kyla began. She was not ready for the back of Hannah's hand. It smacked her cheek, jerking her head to the side. She was so shocked by it, she didn't deliver her customary counter blow. She rubbed her face and blinked tears from her eyes. Kill be a merry maid. That stung, you a little... Hannah's next blow was mercurine, An invisible slap across the cheek like the lash of a switch. Kyla yelped. Perhaps you'll answer without sass this time, sensual Thine said. Kyla became aware of the other people in the ward, just outside her door. I don't have any spark to mask. Lies! It's no matter. You will reveal all in the shriving. Kyla pushed Hannah off her. The girl's arm drew back, hand clenched in a fist. Her face was dark, but a curl of smile showed just how much she relished this opportunity. Kyla's right hand rose to deflect the blow as her other snaked beneath her blankets to grasp Cain. A sudden will shift stalled her movements. The room resounded with the sharp crack of Hannah's strike on Kyla's cheek. Her vision shuddered. They had Quinn. She didn't know how she knew, but she was certain of it. Sensual Thine had come here to provoke Kyla, to trick her into dropping her mask. Stabbing Hannah, as satisfying as it might be, would solve nothing. For the first time in memory, Kyla played weak. Why are you hitting me? She said. Making her voice tremble. Fortunately, the sting of the blows had produced tears. Kyla had never been able to fake them. Get her up! Sensual Thine snapped. Hannah pulled on Kyla's arm. Kyla went limp, like an uncooperative child. What are you doing? she whined. Let me get dressed. Sensual Thine snapped her fingers. Novitiate no Novitiate Verki, no assist Hannah in moving this girl to the dome. The men who entered Kyla's room were tall, square-jawed, identical twins. Hannah delivered a final slap to Kyla's face, then backed away so the two men could pull Kyla from her blankets. Let me go! She flailed as they easily lifted her. The fellstorm was bringing colder air, and her bare legs felt the chill. Hannah gasped, Send you thine! She wears a blade! The men restrained Kyla, each holding an arm and keeping her suspended above the floor. Sensual fine returned, steps brisk, forehead crinkled in feigned confusion. But that is impossible. She assured me that she had thrown her weapon away. Hold her legs. One of the twins took hold of her upper body while the other gripped her ankles. His hands were so strong all her wriggling and cursing had no effect. Her gown was long enough to reach her ankles, but in the struggle it had worked its way up to her knees. Sensual Thine nodded to Hannah, who smirked as she approached. The sour-tempered novitiate hiked Kyla's hem up, exposing her thighs and the bottom half of Cain. A fine weapon, one of the men said. His eyes didn't linger on it, but instead traced her bare leg. Hannah's lips were pursed in an imitation of Sensual Thine's, but there was a smile in her eyes. She pulled Kyla's gown up higher until the entirety of cane and sheath were visible. Sensual Thine approached. Despite her earlier concern about Kyla's character, she apparently saw no problem allowing Kyla to be exposed, held fast, and eyed by the twins. She had no smile in her eyes, but she knew the humiliation, the wrongness of what she did. Hannah, unbuckle that weapon. The novitiate fiddled with the buckles and straps, making a point to pinch Kyla's skin between her fingernails. Kyla endured it with a stifled grunt and a gaze of fury. She could ash these people. She could do it easily. But they had Quinn. Maybe John and Ragin, too. Thine eyed the blade in Hannah's hands. You have lied to me. Broken the rules of Ori's home. The rules of princes do not shield you from punishment. Strip her. She left. Her gown was off her head before she realized what was happening. Hannah stood at the door, openly grinning now that sensual Thine was gone. This way, Hannah said, motioning Kyla out the door. The girl drew cane from its sheath, admired the blade. Don't worry, I won't cud you. Sensual Thine would see. But you must walk, or do you want Ebver and Verki to carry you? She did not. Neither man held her now as she huddled in the middle of her room, trying to cover herself with her hands and arms. They wanted her to drop the mask. Perhaps Quinn had endured this treatment. Perhaps she had spilled Kyla's secret. But if she had, why hadn't Sensual Thine said so? Kyla dropped her hands to her side and strode past Hannah, chin high. Only the goose flesh on her skin betrayed her discomfort. They marched her along the garden pathways to the dome. Novitiates and sensuals lined the paths, some stony-faced, others gomping in horror. Others smirked and whispered foul notions to their neighbors. The twins followed her. She arrived at the dome of the gentle goddess to find the voluptuary and sensual thine waiting for her. They stood next to a gilded table holding an ewer. The twins brought Kyla to them, then stepped back. The fell storm stirred the atmosphere with building fury. The pole shells bent under stiff winds out of the east. The rain increased, and the area under the dome didn't remain dry as the wind drove drops sideways. They stung Kyla's bare skin. The cold seeped into her bones, making her legs tremble. She saw now that the voluptuary and sensual thine were shielded from these gusts by a thick column carved in Ori's likeness in the pose of judgment. You will receive punishment for violating Ori's peace with your hateful blade. But that will come later. Now you will be shriven sensual Fine said. She snapped her fingers and Hannah handed Cain to her. Come here, girl. The mask was not something Kyla paid much attention to. She'd maintained it so easily for so long, it had become like wearing a garment. But now it weighed upon her like a shirt of lead. She could so easily release it, burn these people to ash, and walk away. A curse and a cry rose behind her. Three men brought Quinn. She wore the gown of a novitiate, and a black bruise darkened one eye. She shot glares of fury at her guards and then at sensual thine. Jean Delp walked beside the guards. He was free. He didn't meet Kyla's gaze. Quinn did. And upon seeing Kyla naked and shivering, she released a tirade of swearing and blasphemies that would have made a sailor blush. She finished with, Do you know who I am? But the words cracked from her worn-out voice, and their power was stolen by the wind. Sensual Thine let Quinn swear herself out, then nodded to one of the guards. At Sensual Thine's signal, he casually drove his fist into Quinn's gut. She would have doubled over, but the other two men, both novitiates, held her up. Quinn retched and coughed, face going red as she fought to regain her breath. Black was no longer on her hip. It was in Jean's hands. Bring Kiki Pellin here, sensual Thine said to the twins. They gripped Kyla's upper arms and carried her forward. Her knees scraped on the tiles as they thrust her down. Hold still. Thine said. I will have them restrain you if you move. She grabbed a handful of Kyla's hair and tugged it up. Harlot, she muttered. She sliced Cain through Kyla's hair. There was no resistance, for Cain was a shadline blade, sharper than a razor. Thine let the clump of hair fall. Damp from rain, it looked like a bit of frayed rope sailors cut away from storm-ravaged rigging. Kyla drew back, lips curling. A hiss escaped her, just like a cat's. And that's how she felt, like that jungle cat cornered by lizard wolves. Thine took hold of more hair, sliced it off. Quinn screamed, then went silent as a novitiate struck her face. Jeanne did nothing. Kyla twisted, searching him out. All the hate she felt for sensual Thine was nothing compared to what she felt for him. He had learned her secrets had lured her to divulge more, to give him more, and he had betrayed her. He looked through her. I said hold still, Thine said. Her voice was full of acid. Hold her, novitiate Verki. The man knelt behind Kyla and engulfed her in an iron embrace. It was how Jean had held her, but at the same time, nothing like it. He pulled her to him and squeezed. She could only move her head. Thine stopped that by taking hold of her ear and pulling. If you move so much as an eyelid, I will remove this ear. Do you understand? Kyla could make cinders of this woman, of all of them. But she wasn't certain she could do them all before the novitiates hurt Quinn. And that's what stopped her from dropping her mask. She would endure this humiliation. And then, when she and Quinn were out of immediate reach, she would deliver retribution. Sensual Thine continued to shear Kyla's hair until all that remained was an uneven patchwork. The rain and wind chilled her stinging scalp. The sensual set the blade on the gilded table. The voluptuary stepped forward, put a pale finger under Kyla's chin, forced her to look up. From this vantage, the woman looked tall, imperious but her face was sallow, eyes heavy. She was drunk already, or still. A Merculin? this one? I don't feel the faintest spark. Sensual Thine hefted the ewer from the table. She masks it. Isn't that correct, Jeanne? Jeanne didn't answer. As she always did in times of distress, Kyla sought Nax, But the cat's presence was faint, more distant than it had been the last time she'd spoken to the small gray. Was this what Nax had warned Kyla about, this violation? But how could it have been? How could Henley have known they'd do this to her? Thine mumbled some words, then upended the ewer, spilling icy water onto Kyla's head. No, it wasn't icy. It was hot. The heat increased, becoming so hot it scalded Kyla's scalp, her cheeks. It washed over her shoulders, coursed down her back, blazing her skin like liquid fire. The novitiate no longer held her. She flung her arms about, trying to shake off the pain, but it stuck to her like honey. She screamed. Now writhing on the tiles, helpless to escape the flame-like agony engulfing her, she sought the only remaining power left to her, the Mercus. Her mask flew apart, the bolts to remove heat from her skin already forming. Take her! Thine shouted. Something hard and cold clamped around her head, stabbing into her temples and over her ears. Two more spikes drove at the back of her skull. A will shift hit her so hard, so completely, she could not even writhe in the agonies of her burning skin and pierced brain. She could not even open her eyes. She was frozen, still as stone, and yet her skin felt like it blistered, crackled, and was melting away. The power she had sought to soothe her pain dissipated, like Quinn's shouts in the wind. Her friend's cries came from a long way away, voice torn with horror and fury. Kyla again reached for bolts of mercosine, to send them at Thine, to blast the woman into pieces so small the fell storm would carry her away as if she'd never existed. The force of her effort met a counterforce of equal strength. The recoil of power shot through Kyla's mind, adding new searing pain— but this one inside her head. Next, And then the pain was gone. All of it. A muffled voice came to her awareness. Take her to my quarters. Do not touch the vazan. Yes, sensual thine. Shall I take the blade? You may, but do not cut her. Thank you, sensual. I won't. Kyla was limp now inert. She knew that hands gripped her and lifted her, but she couldn't feel them. She couldn't feel anything. Her father had once said that numbness could be a blessing. She'd never understood it until now. Her flesh must have been seared away entirely. She wanted to cry. She needed to cry. But she didn't think she had eyes anymore. She couldn't see anything. The sound of the raging storm muted as a door closed, and then another door closed. She lay in absolute blackness, smelling nothing, seeing nothing, feeling nothing, hearing nothing. But she tasted one thing blood.